Hello, this is Dr. David Friedman, host of To Your Good Health Radio. We've all heard the saying, our genes determine our destiny. If your parents died in their early 70s, that means you are more likely to die in your 70s. A family history of chronic disease means you're more likely to get it. Even obesity is blamed on our family tree. Well, our guest today, Dr. Kara Fitzgerald, says it's not genetics that determines our age and level of health. It's our epigenics. Research shows by using diet and lifestyle modification, we have the innate ability to reverse our biological age. If you want to become a younger you and learn the secrets of turning back the sands of time, don't go anywhere. This life-extending episode starts now. It's To Your Good Health Radio with number one best-selling author and renowned wellness expert, Dr. David Friedman, changing lives just for the health of it. Our next guest is a doctor of naturopathic medicine and an Institute for Functional Medicine certified practitioner. She's the lead author and editor of Case Studies in Integrative and Functional Medicine and is a contributing author to the textbook for functional medicine. In 2018, she became the first ever recipient of the Emerging Leadership Award from the Personalized Lifestyle Medicine Institute. As a leading voice in the intersection of nutrition, epigenics, and aging, her work is been featured in media outlets such as Prevention, Fast Company, MSN, Everyday Health, and many more. Her primary focus is on DNA methylome using a diet and lifestyle intervention. Her new book is called Younger You, Reduce Your Bio Age and Live Longer and Better. Welcome to the show, Dr. Kara Fitzgerald. It is a pleasure to be with you today, Dr. Freeman. Oh, thanks for joining us. You know, I love the book. It's a power-packed fountain of youth encyclopedia. That's the best way I could describe it. Yeah. And, uh, Thank be- you. Yeah. Before we dive into becoming a younger you, first share with us the difference between chronological age and biological age. Sure. So quite simply, your chronological age is the number of birthdays you've celebrated, and you really can't do anything about that, try as we might. Uh, but our bio age is arguably the more important number, the number we should really be paying attention to. That's how fast we're aging. And science suggests, and our study also suggests, that there's a lot we can do about how fast we're aging. It's actually an exciting time to be alive because the possibilities are huge. Right now, so you say rather than genetics, we should focus on epigenics when it comes to how we age. Share with the listeners, what's the difference there? Yeah, so our genetics, you know, our DNA comes from mom and dad. As you said in the intro, once upon a time, we just thought that that was our fate. If our parents die young, we're dying young, so let's just do whatever we want. If our parents live old, we're going to live old, let's do whatever we want. It turns out that's actually not true. We have a lot of say over how healthy and how long we live, uh, and that's the field of epi genetics. So epi above genetics, our DNA. So it's how our DNA is regulated. It's actually more important, not the DNA that we have, but whether certain genes are on, those that promote longevity and health, and other genes are off, those that promote disease and inflammation, etc. And this, we can influence greatly by our daily choices. Yeah, that's great. You know, I had a patient uh, a couple days ago. He said, um, I'm trying to give him healthy tips for a future. And he says, I don't have a future. I'm 59. I won't live past 62 because that's when my father died and his father died in his 60s. So, I mean, he's got this mindset. So, you know what? Maybe his brain and his focus and his belief that he's going to die in a couple years is going to come true because he's planning it. It's not anything to do with genetics. (laughs) He's prepared to die. Yes. 
Yes, it's right. In fact, I actually talk about that. That's a little bit of a sidebar, but I do talk about it in the book. It's a concept called biological embedding, and it's where our psychic experience, so maybe his thinking, his negative beliefs, can actually get translated into, again, what genes are on and what genes are off. So do you want your you know, your genes half full or your genes half empty, right. you know, you want your happy, happy genes on. I mean, and we do have some say over that, but I absolutely agree with you. I think he's, he's digging his grave with his thinking. Yeah, I agree. You know, I've had several experts on the show share how measuring a person's telomeres is the foolproof way of determining our biological age. In your book, I read, you share the DNA telomere length that has a 60% chance of being wrong. So instead you yeah, say we should, you, yeah, DNA is it uh, meth- methylation, I believe you say is what's a better predictor. Share why so many anti-aging doctors are still focusing on telomere length. Well, you know what? I think telomeres definitely have a place in longevity science, for sure, but they are not predictive of lifespan as we once thought they were. So what's since supplanted that and become the gold standard measurement is, again, looking at gene expression, and we're doing that by looking at patterns of what we call DNA methylation. And so these are little biochemical, these are chemical marks or chemical tags, if you will, that are sitting on our genes, uh, when there's a lot of these methyl groups on a certain gene, that gene is turned off, generally speaking. And when there's few of these little chemical tags, the genes can be on. And that's the new way that we can much more reliably measure what's happening with regard to age. So that would be, uh, so DNA methylation would be like, uh, I guess, rust on the boat and and barnacles, right? Keeping it from moving. And you can measure that and say, this boat's not going to be functional because she's got too much crap on the bottom attaching, right? Yeah. Well, you know what? The tags aren't, these chemical tags aren't bad. You don't want to like, you don't want to shear them all off like you might do if you're cleaning up a boat. You actually want them turning off genes that you don't want on. So you want those chemical tags on genes that promote Alzheimer's or promote cancer or promote heart disease. Like you want those genes off. Conversely, you know, you, you want to remove those tags. You want to get the barnacles off of the genes that we want on. So the genes that protect us from cancer or keep, keep our heart healthy or keep us, you know, active longer, keep our muscle mass high, et cetera. Yeah, it's amazing we can get that deep microscopic look into our, our cells. The old way is just let me read your palm of, read your palm of your hand. Remember that one? It's like, ah, oh, you're not gonna live very long. I see. Yeah, that's <laughs> not right. as accurate. That. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we're just in this extraordinarily exciting scientific revolution. Scientific and medical revolution. It I is. mean the way that we practice medicine is gonna change. And these are right at the fore, the fact that we can look at which genes are on and off. And I'll tell you what's really cool, and then I know you're going to be asking me about this in a second, is that, you know, this is how, how we live, like what we're eating, what we're thinking, what we're doing, etc. It's like we're being validated by seeing these habits totally influence what's happening. So now we can, yeah, as you say, look at this microscopic level and really see, you know, that what we knew to be right is in a lot of ways right. Yeah, I know you focus a lot on diet in your book. If you could pick the three major agers when it comes to what people consume that would, would age us the most, what would you choose? Yeah, okay. So I would say, uh, you know, heavy processed foods, high sugar foods, and um, probably alcohol or excess alcohol. 
Yeah, you know, you mentioned the uh, the alcohol was interesting because you have a plethora of meal plans in your book. You've you've accommodated the vegan, the vegetarian, the paleo, the keto, a lot of great options. And the one thing I did read is you mentioned that people should try to avoid alcohol, including red wine. Share why alcohol does not support a healthy DNA methylation. Yeah, it's so you know what I ease up after you get through our eight week intensive. So if you if you really want to reverse the hands of time. Do our eight-week intensive. It's only eight weeks, and that is an alcohol-free period. But after that, you can do, you know, you can do a little bit of, of, of modest drinking. It's very simple. Alcohol potently inhibits DNA methylation. It messes up gene expression. I mean, there's just really no two ways about it. So sure, if you're going to choose alcohol, if you can get a really healthy, organic, high-resveratrol red wine, that's that's going to be better than, you know, a, a, a Coors beer, but it's still, it's still going to be inhibiting methylation. So, I mean, maybe if you do choose to have alcohol, cause I'm not, you know, it's, everybody likes to drink now and then maybe have it with a good meal, like one of our better meals that we recommend that can help offset some of the negatives. Yeah. What about coffee off limits or are we okay with the job in the no, morning? Co- Coffee is cool, thank God, because I love my coffee. <laughs> coffee is that <laughs> Coffee is full of these phytochemicals, these plant chemicals that we we call gene whisperers. They're epinutrients. They favorably influence epigenetic expression. They're so cool. Obviously, what you need to be mindful with around coffee is the fact that it has caffeine, and so you need to just you know stop after you know probably noon should be your last cup and even then you know maybe one to two cups is is reasonable yeah that makes sense what's your views on grains and beans so many experts come on the show say avoid them they're bad they're agers they cause disease are these foods off limits on the younger you diet plan well you know what another really good question so in the intensive we so just for that eight week period we do pull out grains and beans but only for that eight week period um however Listen, if anybody's paying attention to blue zones, you know, those areas in the world where people live long, long, long and healthy, healthy lives, they're eating grains and beans, you know, and they're just doing it beautifully. So I think the nutrients in grains and beans are very important. And so when people transition into the, what we call the younger you every day, it's a, it's a less restrictive plan. We want, you know, we definitely want people to be having beans and legumes and they can have some grain if they would like. The reason we pulled it from the intensive is that uh, both are can be disruptive. Like some people don't tolerate beans that well. They're you know it, it, they upset their stomach. They cause gas and bloating, etc. Um, and they also can, if somebody's not healthy enough, they can spike sugar a little bit. And we wanted to keep that in control. It's a mildly ketogenic diet. So for those reasons, we pulled it out. But I do appreciate that they've got high nutrient value. Yeah, that's great. And also in your book, your readers take, it's called a biological aid self-assessment test. And it's a question yeah. and answer test, really easy. And I guess the score lets people know mm-hmm. if they're aging at an optimal rate. But then you recommend taking the test again in eight weeks after following your program. Will people see a change that fast? Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Absolutely. If they really adapt good habits, yep, they can definitely do that. And by the way, people who don't have the book can actually get a uh, digital version. They can go to the website, youngeryouprogram.com, and they'll find a link to it there, the B-A-S-A. We call it the BASA. 
Um, yep, they can. If they really dive into the program in earnest and hang in there with it, they should be able to make a difference in that questionnaire. So they, the, the test pretty accurate? Do they need to get any blood tests or lab work, or is that pretty um, accurate assessment? Yeah. So the, our biological age um, subjective assessment is something that we designed looking at the science, but we didn't scientifically validate it. So I think it's pretty good, but it's not scientifically validated. If people want to go the distance with this program, and I say do it because it's pretty exciting, they can get the same DNA methylation test that we used in our study participants. And the easiest way to do that, well, there's two ways. If you buy the book, you'll see there's a resource section in the very back of the book that will guide you to purchasing one of those labs. Or again, youngerupprogram.com, you'll see our 3YY or three years younger digital program. And you can actually use the digital program. It's an app and the app will walk you through everything. You'll have the same nutritionists that we used in our research study. You can get the blood test, um, the supplements, the two supplements we used, and of course, all of the diet uh, support is there, all the recipes and all the various targets. So if you want the most turnkey way to do the program, use the 3YY digital um, app, uh, but you can also get all of it in the book, so you don't need the app. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up supplement guidance. There's so many anti-aging supplements out there promising this, promising. They can get overwhelming. From your research, have you found, like, there's a certain supplements you roll your head and say, folks, that doesn't work. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? For, yeah. I, yes, 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 yes. Everybody is, oh, my gosh, people are desperately scrambling for the fountain of youth in a single pill. And it's... um. It's a little bit disappointing. I mean, it's going, anything that really is going to be effective at slowing biological aging is going to be multimodal. Like there's going to be multiple things involved. In our study, we just used a probiotic, very simple. We used a lactobacillus plantarum. What we used is in the book and alternative sources are in the book. So you don't have to use exactly what we used if you don't want to. And then we gave people a greens powder. So we really, we think those phytochemicals are extremely important. And so we gave people a little bit extra in addition to their diet. We gave them the greens powder, but two very, very simple supplements. In the book, I cover additional supplements. I think that we could all use things like fish oil and vitamin D and maybe magnesium, melatonin if you need some sleep support. So I cover those. I cover uh, supplements that I think are interesting in the anti-aging space. So things that we might consider giving a try. Um, and then I cover additional supplements for uh, if you're pregnant or, or wanting to conceive, or again, if you're, you're vegan or vegetarian, there's some supplements that you might want to consider taking as well. Yeah, like I said, I love how you encompass the other side, not just this, not a paleo book where, you know, vegetarians, vegans can't dive in. And so many books are like, you know, it's my my way or the highway. And, you know, everybody's different. Everybody has different needs. And I like that. What That's about right. stress? I know you cover that a little bit in the book and it's yeah. really accelerating aging. You know, it can be a double-edged sword because it makes people seek comfort from their two best friends, Ben and Jerry, which that accelerates aging even more. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. That's exactly right. Listen, I just wanted to jump back into your idea of making this diet accessible to everyone because you're a physician in practice and I am as well. And we use this program and we still use this program in our clinical practice. And as you know, it is not one size fits all when you're, when you're actually treating humans. You, re, you always have to individualize stuff. And so we spent a lot of time 
telling people, yes, you can individual, you can take these principles and layer it into whatever dietary pattern that you need. Um, they're, they're just really malleable to how you need to eat. And then I talk about like, if you're on a low FODMAP diet, because you've got small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, you can do this and do this. And so I just, I, it was very important to me because that's what we do in clinic practice. It was very important that this diet wasn't elite, wasn't like that you have my way or the highway. It, it, and so I, I appreciate that um, comment, but yeah, so back to stress. So back back to the stress <laughs> yes. because uh, that's something Big everybody's deal. listening. Yeah. Like, hey, yeah, a diet's yeah. fine, but man, I'm biting my nails yeah, here. Yeah, that's right. It's right. <laughs> so listen, toxic stress, excess stress, a little bit, a little bit of stress, like you know, motivation to you know push yourself in an exercise you've been wanting to do, or you know that that anxious excitement about, you know, maybe achieving something scholastically if you're in college. I mean, there's, there's certain kinds of stress that are healthy and I don't want to, I don't want to discount a little bit. It can actually make us grow, but there's a toxic stress that's overwhelming all of us, you know, around the world. Uh, It's over, you know, especially with COVID, it just turned the volume up on it. When I started to research sweat stress and its influence on gene expression and on aging, I was pretty dumbfounded. Like it's, it may be the biggest player, you know, at the end of the day, when we can really tease out what's influencing more, all of these are very important. All of the elements, diet, exercise, sleeping, stress, um, these are all important players, but, but the clock that we used, the way that we measured biological age, a full 25% of it is influenced by our stress response, is influenced by glucocorticoids, by, by, by cortisol, you know, our fight or flight. And it blew my mind. There's no other variable that influences that clock as, as potently as stress. I mean, it just really woke me up. And when you look in the literature, you just see plenty of evidence that stress is like gasoline on the fire of aging, this toxic stress. In fact, we can, if we're really exposed to a lot of stress during, our, during adulthood or in utero or in early infancy, it can, it can make our stress threshold lower so we get stressed out sooner at less provocation and we can and we can pass this on i mean it's just this horrible sort of toxic circle that ends up you know aging us and making us vulnerable to diseases but i want to say but uh and underscore the but we again are in the driver's seat of this so people who practice even one meditation you know even a limited yoga you know, a very modest yoga habit, even just an itty bit can change the way their, their, their genes express. I mean, it's extraordinary. Like it doesn't take a ton. We don't have to retire to the monastery and spend the rest of our lives sitting in the lotus position meditating. However, experienced meditators are biologically younger. It's incredibly effective. So anything we do to turn the volume down a little bit is beneficial. And I just want to say that like there's an app that I recommend called healthy minds. It's at a university of Wisconsin where they study the benefits of meditation. It's totally free. And they've got these micro meditations that I use myself. They're one minute long. Like none of us can say, I don't have a minute. Right. <laughs> like we don't get to say that. So in our study, we did recommend our participants do a breathing exercise, just a very simple breathing exercise, twice per day for ten, a minimum of 10 minutes each time period. 
I would say if you can jump into that, do it. If you need to start with just a micro meditation, you know, or just a moment where you take a deep breath, do that. Like whatever you can do, know that it's beneficial. Yeah. Great advice. I know with so many people's faces in front of electronics, I'm curious. I was going to ask you, does uh, that have a negative effect on how we age? Sure, it does. Sure, it does. It, it Absolutely. I mean, I think we're still teasing out the science behind EMFs and how they might influence, you know, gene expression. I mean, definitely stay tuned because that research just, you know, is probably just a matter of time. But definitely in terms of it altering our sleep, you know, our, 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 our wake sleep schedule, our circadian rhythm, sure, certainly we know you know, screen time, especially at certain hours, is is super detrimental. And just the experience of screen time, scrolling through, you know, the news yet again, and it's all, it's such difficult news right now, you know, or scrolling through Instagram and, you know, having that whole fear of missing out, yada, yada, you know, like, we're just so triggered with the screen. Yeah. And not only that, you know, the stress of being approved, the critics, the haters, the likes, and yeah. it's like, I see people that are just, yeah. it's, that's stressful. <laughs> it's so stressful. And yet we're addicted to it. Oh my God. I know. I absolutely hear you. Yeah. So yes, it, it is. So, so we're going to study EMFs and that component of it, you know, that will be answered, but all, all of this, this, this influence of the screen time experience is, we could certainly say, is pro-aging, yeah. um, you know, via a variety of, of ways. Definitely. When it comes to lifestyle, are there any other suggestions uh, we can modify to add years to our life? Any little tidbits? So, yeah. So, you know what? We want to exercise. We want to move our bodies. It's, again, potently anti-aging. We don't have to go from couch to CrossFit, however. And when we overdo it, that can actually be pro-aging. What we want to do, we, in our study, we prescribed a very modest 30 minutes, a minimum of 30 minutes, five days a week, um, 60 to 80% of perceived maximum. So 60% of your perceived maximum exertion, maybe you're lightly sweating, but you can still talk. You know, it might be a walk. It could be um, doing some gardening. You know, it could be riding your bike on a kind of a gentle road, you know, easy, easy peasy. It could even be house cleaning. There's actually science on house cleaning and, wow. <laughs> and favorable method. Yeah. I'm like, count me out of that chore. That would not be something that I would enjoy. But so exercise is important. And then the other piece that's um, really important as well is sleep. Both of those things will influence DNA methylation. They will um, influence biological age, um, for the better or the or worse, depending on whether we're doing it. Yeah, it's interesting that you brought up house cleaning. House cleaning because uh, when I'm stressed out, I'll start cleaning, and I, I feel happier. I'm like a cleaner awesome. house. It's weird. I just oh in a better my God, mood. Oh that's awesome. It's like wow, there may be that's some science. So awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. The feeling of order. I understand that. You know, I do understand that for sure. And I'm glad that you bring that point up because you know when I think about it, mostly I'm just like, oh my God, it's terrible. But yeah, there's something satisfying to putting stuff away and creating some order so yeah for, and then you're moving your body so yeah yeah that's so true you shared some great information in the one minute we have left anything else you'd like to share that we didn't cover today i just want to let folks know that this is doable and yep it's some you know the science is it can be challenging but i really put a lot of energy into plain languaging this so 
the best feedback that I've gotten is that it's understandable and that it's doable. And I just want to invite people to join us. Come check us out over at youngeryouprogram.com or um, drcarafitzgerald.com is my website. And I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. You can find us. And we're just building a really lovely community. As I say, let's get younger together. Yeah, fantastic. Well, thanks so much for joining us and sharing such life-extending information. I'm sure many listeners took some great notes. I know I did. The book is called Younger You, Reduce Your Bio-Age and Live Younger and Better. And you can get your copy at drcarafitzgerald.com. And while there, be sure and check out her informative podcast, her healthy recipes and articles. And you can follow her on Facebook and Instagram at drcarafitzgerald. And on Twitter, she's at kfitzgeraldnd. You you can follow me on Twitter and Facebook at Dr. David Friedman. On Instagram, I'm at Dr. D. Friedman. If you heard something today that could benefit somebody you know that wants to reverse those sands of time, share a link to this podcast. It's available to your Good Health Radio and RadioMD.com. And check these. Uh, check out our podcast library. You get a lot of great segments from the past. Share them with friends, family, coworkers, and on social media. You can also subscribe to future podcasts at iHeartRadio and iTunes. More to come. Stay tuned. Stay well and. And get out and clean your house. Let's get stress-free.